Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. <clears throat> so, today is Monday. And I would like to apologize to you, but it's been a very sad and troubling day. Um, that will probably be for a later episode today. Um, but before that, I want to tell you that no matter what happens, God is in charge. No matter what happens, God still loves you. No matter the travesty news that you might have received or the trials or tribulations you're going through, God still loves you and he still cares for you. And he still wants what's best for you no matter what. And I also think it's important that we take a deeper look in our hearts to find out where we are in our walk with God. To take a deeper understanding and acknowledgement that God is with us no matter what. And this brings us to a major point or my major point, and we're going to emphasize this on a lot. It is so hard for us to focus on God. Realistically, it is. Because most of us tend to focus on matters at hand, but we don't focus enough upon God. And we don't give enough credit upon God either. Because it's so easy to be caught up in the world. It is so easy to be devastated and it's so easy to be persuaded by the earth and by what happens around us. It is so easy to be manipulated as well. And with this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer and we're going to be in Colossians uh, chapter 3. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you. May you guide us and protect us as we continue on the path that you have set before us. So that when you cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So Colossians 3, verse 1, states, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Man, it is that concept, that verse, verse 2 uh, set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. That is so hard for me to understand. That is hard and for me to comprehend because it's so easy for us to be distracted. It is so easy for us to get things going and we forget who God is and next thing you know, we lose track. It is a challenge to get a, better, a hard meaning of what Christ means for us. It's a struggle knowing that things that might not work out, it seems like that we have to focus at the matter at hand. And then we doubt 
God and saying, God, you're not, you, you haven't been in my situation. But anyway, he has. And all we are now have to do is focus upon him. Because when we focus upon God, we're allowing him to direct our lives. And, I've, and I'm as guilty as charged when it comes to that. I'm guilty as saying, God, you know what? No, I'm gonna, I gotta focus at the matter at hand. I don't need to focus on you. Because if I focus on you, I'm gonna be, my time is gonna be taken away. Or if I don't focus on you, God, how am I gonna uh, continue going on with my life? Or if I don't focus on you, God, and who's next, you know? And it is, it is very, very troublesome and challenging. And when we continue on to verse 3, For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear him with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members that are on the earth, Fornication, uncleanness, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Verse 7, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Man, that that is hard. Because a lot of us tend to feel like we are comfortable where we are at. A lot of us also tend to say, you know what? I don't need to focus on that. I don't need to focus on Jesus right now. I got to focus the matter at hand. Or I don't need to focus. I don't need to put my time in God because I'll find time. Anyway, we never find time for him because we always focus on something else besides God. When we focus on something besides God, we are not listening to him and we are refusing to spend time with him. And things do happen. You know, God, I think, throws a couple of curveballs in your life. And he asks you, how are you going to handle this? With faith or with fear? Verse 8, but now... You yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to another, since you have put off the old with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is, where there neither is Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. I absolutely love that of what it states there. Pretty much put the old self away. Your old self passed away when you accepted Jesus Christ. Your old lifestyle passed away. When you called upon God and you cried upon him, you said, Lord, I need you in my life. Lord, I need you so much. Because you are all sufficient upon me. Lord, you are an awesome God. 
Lord, I am so blessed to be called your son. So I'm getting very emotional. I hope during this uh, episode, because that means a lot. And it seems like I struggle with that concept of putting the old self with the new because so many of us are comfortable living a life that is sinful. So many of us are comfortable looking at something else besides God. Looking at someone besides us. Looking at somebody besides Jesus who created us. So many of us are so comfortable in our own hab- in our own filth. And when we pass and when we put on the lens of Christ, not the problems disappear, but we are we have a promise knowing that God is with us, and we have a promise knowing that we have a, uh, a heaven, we have heaven waiting for us. And <clears throat> verse verse twelve in this in Colossians three it talks about uh, the character of the man of a new man. Verse 12, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you must also do. But above all things, put on love, which is the bound of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, the spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in your word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Pretty much everything that we do, everything that you do, give it to thank, give it to God as in thanks and forgiving, or as an offering and a thanks. Because you are acknowledging that you love God. You're acknowledging that you're going to, you're going to put on humility and you're going to put on forgiveness. You're going to forgive one another if you have wronged one another. And I absolutely love this in uh, the Christian home. What a Christian home is supposed to look like today in our life. But at the same time, it's missing the big picture. We're missing this kind of Christian home stature. And that is where the focus gets tampered. Because of sin, doesn't sin is main objective is to have you lose focus at home and have lose focus when it comes to life in general. Verse eighteen it states, "Wives, submit to your husbands, as a fitting as is fitting to the Lord." <laughs> but then I also love this one too. Just because I don't mean that wives. Uh, if you're married or if you're in a relationship, I don't mean you submit because God tells us to, but there's a bigger bigger objective because in verse 19 it states, Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Show love and show compassion. Show forgiveness unto your wives. 
Anyway, you guys, and if you guys mess up, if you guys are getting an argument, always forgive each other. Verse 20, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. That is also emphasizing, stating that do not purposely get a thrill out of getting your kids upset. Do not um, make a mockery if your kids get upset just because you love to see the reaction. Do not provoke them on purpose. We should never provoke one another. Because that's not showing love and that's not showing compassion. Verse 22, bond service, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but in sincerity, but in sincerity of your heart fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. And I absolutely love that. Because when we forgive each other, when we show love, when we show mercy upon each other, just because that person might have not forgave you, you've forgiven that person. Now it's up to them to live with that bitterness. It's up to them to live in despair. And it's up to them. Because when they pass away, they will have to be held accountable for their actions. They will have to respond to God on why they didn't forgive you when you forgave them. And it's not God is not going to say, oh, I'll, okay, just because you lived a good life, I'll pay... I'll judge you partially. No, he doesn't do that. He judges you harshly. And, and he judges you full just because he is a just God. So how does this all correlate to focusing on God? How does this all correlate with Sasson? You spoke about all the different sorts of things. Well, here's the big picture. Have you noticed that what you focus on, you get full of? Do you remember when you got your first car or a new pair of popular shoes? Isn't it funny when you did though when you did that you started to notice how it felt like everyone had the exact same car or shoe that you did. You didn't feel original anymore. For instance, the one of the big things that I I absolutely I just I actually blew my mind is electric vehicles, Tesla per se. It was interesting because people that got Tesla back in the day or back when it first came off, it was like very cool. It's like, man, I wish I was that cool. But now people like now Fords came out with their electric vehicles. Other people, other car manufacturer came out their vehicle. So now it's not really popular. It's not very cool. You're just original person when you focus on that, uh, when you focus upon uh, buying something original. It's not special anymore to you. So then you focus on something else. But one thing that's never one thing that's always special is your relationship and your commitment unto God. That never changes. And that is not going to be the same as for everybody else. That's not going to be the same for your family. That's not going to be the same for your neighbor. That's not going to be the same as buying a new car or popular shoes that everybody else wants to buy. Having a relationship and being focused upon God is a unique 
relationship that he has for you because he's already got a plan for you. Like my phrase, Lord, give us the strength and the energy to continue the path that you have set before us. It's not, Lord, give me the strength so I can continue on the worldly path so I can fit in with everybody. No, that, in, that path is individualized towards you and towards me. The truth is that all those things already were in existence. You just weren't focused on them. The car, the shoes, the phone, the house, trips. It's true. In your mind, when it comes to anxiety, the more you focus on being anxious, you become more anxious. That is why you need to focus and we need to focus on what you think about and what your priority, what you what your main focus is on. Are you focused on a test? Are you focused on what is going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next? What is going to happen to my life? Are you focused on that or are you distracted? And therefore, that causes a lot of anxiety in our, I feel like, in our generation. And that's why I absolutely love Colossians 3.2, which uh, states, back again, <clears throat> set your mind on things above, not on the things of earth. I'm reminded upon that. And the cool thing is, is that there's another proclamation or proclamation when we're troubled with those kind of things, when we tend to not focus upon God and what he has for us. The, the declaration that I urge you to think about is, God, today I will think about what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise. When you struggle with those kind of things, I I request you, or I just declare you to say that upon, uh, say that out loud, to acknowledge yourself upon God. And with this in mind, we're going to uh, wrap it up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in the reverence of you, Lord. Lord, I am so blessed to be called a child of yours. Lord, may you just guide our hearts. Help us to focus upon you, Lord, during times of trouble. Help us to focus upon what your promise has set before us. That promise is everlasting life. That promise is to glorify you. That promise, O oh Lord, is to protect us as we continue on the path that you have set before us. And so, Lord, I ask that you may forgive our hearts. And I, and I also forgive people that we I hurt too, Lord. I also pray that anyone else forgives the people they've hurt as well. And that they may come up to that individual and ask for forgiveness and make men's right. Lord, may you guide our hearts. Give us the strength and the energy, especially during these troubled times, to continue on the path that you have set before us so that when you cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I just want to, I'm not going to apologize. There's a lot of troubling things going on. And I'd like to apologize if something, like if I was off. But when things are off, that means it's calling upon God to uh, bring into God's arms. And it's good to think about things that are going on in the world. But it's also good to focus upon God and the promises that He has 
set for me and set for you. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day today. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye. Thank you.